Welcome to the Wednesday night tailgate where the tailgate party never ends. I'm Drill Sarnzi, and boy, do we have an exciting show for you as we get into our, we break down our fantasy football draft that we just had last night for the Wednesday night tailgate. And we're going to do a couple regular season predictions that get you into what we think is going to happen for the season with the playoffs and some little fantasy draft, um, you know, kind of busts and sleepers. But before we do that, I must bring on my tag team partner for this evening. You hear him every day as he calls into Morning Men, and the only person to get through as a regular basis as a caller, and you listen to him right here on the Wednesday Night Tailgate for all the F-bombs he is about to drop. Ladies and gentlemen, it is Mike fucking Ruick. What the fuck is going on, Sarge? One more week, man. Oh, That's yeah. what's going on. Oh, yeah. Oh, just, I, I just... I just want this to be over with. I just, I just want this week to go by. Just be done. Get to get to uh, Labor Day. College football this weekend, and yep. then we're in. We're 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 in. We're, we're technically, technically we had college football last weekend, right? Yeah, week zero doesn't really matter. Yeah. Why do you? I mean, you got to be thrilled, right? <laughs> with, with what? With the moves that the Eagles have made. Um, oh, we'll get into that a little bit. Yeah, getting rid of play somehow. <laughs> Harry Roseman's still the GM, right? Yeah. How he pulled these moves off, I have no idea, Ruick. Uh, I don't either. How he got people to take garbage and give him something for garbage is unbelievable. What a salesman. Hey, hey, we can fucking just get rid of all that shit, dump it on somebody else, and now it's your problem, and they're not even on their teams anymore. Yes. JGR Sega Whiteside. Um, Sega Whiteside. Yeah. What a fucking trade that was. We got something for a fucking bag of footballs, basically. Yes. Um, before we go on, I, re- I don't know if you were able to go right to come on to the show, or did you go into the Spotify Live lobby, Ruick? No, I I saw the tweet, and I came right in. Okay. Um, there's another fantasy football show going on as we speak. They have... 1,200 listeners listening to them right now on Spotify. Wow. Yes. Wow. Very, very impressive. They're some sort of, I don't know what group they are, but I had seen that, yes, I think this morning when I was going to like tweet out our thing, and I was like, oh, right at 6.30. Great. And then I went right before I came on and set up the room. 1,200 listeners live. I was like, wow. Wow. Very wow. impressive. Yeah, but we're not really directed towards family fantasy football as much as we are just regular fucking football. Yeah, we have some, some yes. fun with the fantasy aspect of it. You know, we had our draft mm-hmm. yesterday, and uh, I was great yes. the highest. So uh, Yes, I saw you were. Congra- congratulations. Um, let's yeah. get ready. Great time, right, with the draft, and flew by, didn't it? Yeah, it was 45 minutes. I was like, yeah. I literally did that whole entire draft while feeding Finley. Awesome, right? Literally, was holding her and drafting at the same time, holding her a bottle and my phone at the same time. Wow, awesome! Because I did a draft this Sunday, and it took us like four hours, even with the app. It was a fucking disaster. I had a great time really? hanging out, but what a disaster! Yeah. Loved it. 40, yeah, well, you also had minutes. that thing set for like an hour, oh, not an hour, a minute, minute and a half. Yeah, minute fifteen. Yeah, so it flew by like that. Yeah, people were were picking, and and, and uh, I think the big takeaway I had is that 
when I looked back, it seemed like everyone did a pretty good job. No one really fucked up. Yeah. Yeah, it was it let me let me just who who, are, who was in front of me? Um I don't know what pick number was it got. I was three. Was it Lily? No. The uh, Leo. Leo and somebody else was in front of me. No, Leo was two, and then I wanna say I had five. Oh no, it was Kelly. No Kelly Ke- was one. Ke- no, that was not wasn't Kelly. Kelly was six because she picked Oh. As who's Josh Josh Allen? Yeah, that was six. That was Kelly. She picked right behind me, and of course, she picked Josh Allen with her first pick. Um, yeah, I think it was Hillary picked number one. Oh, maybe. Yeah. I just want to say thank you to those two. Uh, you let me get Jonathan Taylor. Wow. Yeah, at three. That's that's like unheard of. Yeah. Thank you very much. Yes. Steve and then in the, the then in the second left. round, and then in the second round, Nick Chubb. Yeah, it's good. Hey, it's a good way to start. So, yeah. so what what would you say your was your best pick that you made? Roy? Probably DeAndre Hopkins at eight. DeAndre Hopkins at eight in the eighth round. Yeah, I don't care if he's suspended for two for for six weeks. I don't care. That's not when that's not when fantasy football championships are won. Ooh, are you right about that? I think you know the one. Go the end of the season when you need him. Yes. Mm-hmm. I think in the eighth round that is a that is a good value to get Hopkins because you're not oh, shit. Over, some people I know take still take him like stu- super early and it's like I I can't take a guy in the fifth round when I know he's going to be out six weeks. Well, I'm going to tell you this right now because like because like nobody of my league mates uh, are listening to this, but like our key, we have keeper leagues, so mm-hmm. we have keepers. My keeper is Justin Jefferson. I have him for his career. Wow. Right. You lucked so, out. Well, I, t- I took him. You know, yeah. I, I took him. I took Ruggs. And I took, I think it was Ruggs, Judy, and then um, Justin Jefferson. Like, because I had a late round pick. So I had those three, like, in a row. I was like, one of these three is going to fucking pan out because CD Lamb went so early. In that in that draft, yeah. So I was like, "All right, fuck it." Um, you know, I, it just happened to be Justin Jefferson. So I got him at the tenth or eleventh round, and I've had him for two years. So he's up to the eighth or the ninth. Still amazing value, amazing value. Yep. We want to thank Dirty and Scatty for joining us tonight. Appreciate it. Um, so. And you said so. You said your best pick, DeAndre. I think that, like you said, in the eighth round, that's pretty good for a guy that's even though he's missing six games, you didn't overpay. Um, I'm going to say my best pick was Alvin Kamara in the second round. How he fell to that late in the second round, I couldn't believe it. So, well, I was gonna, I was gonna take him if, if like that was the two people that I had pinned was because everybody was going wide receiver. I don't really give a shit about wide receiver. Like I knew that there was going to be a late round wide receiver there. Because if you look down the list, like like um, Adam Thielen is a, a serviceable wide receiver. Yes, he is. You know, Devonte. I got I got Devonte Smith and and D uh, D Hop in consecutive rounds. Okay, that's good. So, like, there's the the comparison right there. You can get that kind of late late round value mm-hmm. on a wide receiver. A running back is. Cannot miss. And if you have two slots, 
It's cannot miss. You have to take the running backs first. You have to. Yeah. Hey, hey, JP, thanks for tuning in, pal. How you doing? Love JP. Um, yeah, so what would you say was your least favorite pick that you made? Really Probably good. Jarvis Landry. Jarvis Landry? Yeah. Last the last pick is always the one that I'm like, ah. And I was looking actually, because you didn't do you didn't do special teams of defense or kicker. Nope. So I was like, oh, that's usually when I take like those last two rounds is usually when I take a defense or a little bit higher of a defense. If it's like the Bills last year in my draft, I took them. I took the Bills in like maybe the tenth or eleventh round, and the kicker is always left. Yeah. So I got that because I've been listening to a lot of uh, the Fantasy Sports Channel, SiriusXM Channel eighty seven, and uh, a bunch of the guys on there they talk about how they're, a lot of their leagues, they've gotten rid of kicker and defense because the scoring on it is just, like, so random and it doesn't really make sense. And they've added more offensive players to... Yeah, a lot of people are doing the super flex. Yeah. So I didn't want to do super flex with the 2QB. Maybe we can try that out next year. But I added a second flex because the league is such a passing league now that... You know, when when did you first start playing fantasy football, Ruit? Probably 2010. 2010? So I've been playing, I'd want to say, since like the late 90s. Where yeah, probably like when I really got competitive into it, it was like 2010. You know, I was always in like one of those bullshit leagues and ESPN in like yeah. 2007 because I was just bored on the fucking, <laughs> on the fucking, you know, computer. Yeah. So you've seen the change too, but... Like when I when I first started playing in the, like the late '90s, early 2000s, there was maybe like 20 wide receivers that were like that you could play because you know the league was passing, but not at the rate it does now. Where like 35 to 40 guys each week are viable like options to play in fantasy football. So I just wanted to you know give more options to people instead of like oh you can only play two guys. So. We do have a question. Um, will Greg the Leg take flight as a fantasy kicker? I like what you did there, Scotty, throwing in the hole that he's on the Jets. Will he take flight? Um, I'm sure he – well, it's one of two things. The Jets probably will sputter in the red zone, so he'll have opportunities. But then at the same time, they'll probably be behind, so they might not be kicking field goals. So it's, he's Bingo. probably uh, not going to be as – valuable as he was when he was on on the Rams for a bunch of years scoring a lot of points but um so this was Landry my least favorite was Stafford it's because I missed out on all the QBs I kept waiting and uh we a lot of people took QBs and I waited a little too long so now I'm stuck with Matthew Stafford as my QB which isn't bad but he was like my least favorite pick that I had your buddy. Who's Zach? No. Stafford. Flacco? Stafford. I thought yeah, that he was he was great. I thought that everything was fine with him. Everything is fine. Oh, I just it's funny I just how the narrative like, changes every week. No, I just the narrative's not changing. I think he's gonna have a great season. I just think uh-huh. I probably waited a little too long and because people take court so many court took so many quarterbacks in the league because we have a lot of 
newer players, I think, that uh, were playing with us that like they took the approach. Yeah, like where they just take a lot of approach. Yeah, take a lot of quarterbacks. You know, like I've been playing fantasy football for so long that I know you take one, and then what's the point of taking another one because he's not going to play. So I don't even bother. Where other people are like in the ninth round drafting backup quarterbacks. Like when when is when is Justin Fields going to play over Kyler Murray? You're never going to do that. So what 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 are you doing? You know, I would. But, I would. You play Justin Fields. Well, that's, that's, that's your guy, Justin Fields. Gonna win MVP, man. MVP this year? That's your that's your hot take. MVP. I, right. I said it when we when we did the the breakdown of the divisions. Yes, you did. You did. Justin Fields. He had a great preseason. So, um, yeah, exactly. So here's what we're gonna get into. Real quick, real before we get into our predictions for the season, because I do have another draft here at eight o'clock tonight. Another big, big money league. So very excited. How are you going to do? How this fluffy do cups that? is in the house, though. What's that? Nice. How are you going to do that with, with uh, AEW on? I'm probably big, not going to watch AEW. Big, big show. I know. I'm probably not going to watch it. So you're lost. I know. I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna record it and watch it later. I'm just not going to watch it live. Uh-huh. So. Um, so we, we just, I said top 10 when we were doing our little discussion, you said, let's make it harder. So we're going off of the ESPN fantasy football rankings. That's what I'm going off of at least. And it is, we're going to pick people that are ranked in the top five at QB running back and wide receiver who we think are going to be bust this year. And then 25 or later for running back and wide receiver, who we think could be a guy that slips into the top 10. And then same with quarterback, 15 or later, guy slips into, like, the top five. So I'll let you go for it. Who is your QB bust for the year, Ruick? Lamar Jackson. Whoa! Why? Lamar Jackson. Why? Because he has nobody to throw the fucking ball to. There's nobody to throw the ball to. He doesn't need to throw the ball to anyone to be effective. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bull, bull fucking shit. You need somebody to throw the fucking ball to. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Stop you don't like Mandrews? Mandrews can only get you so far. We talked about this. We broke down the fucking Ravens and, and their trials and tribulations this year. Mm-hmm. It's, not, it's, not, it's not going to be effective. It's not. Wow. Every defense in that fucking division is stacked. And they play them six times. Give me a break. Right. They play them six times. Any other by way. That's seven games. Seven. Seven. Well, what do, you, what do you think about his running ability? You don't think that can kind of keep him afloat as a top fantasy QB option? If he can stay healthy. If he's running the ball that much, he's getting hit. Yes. So, no. Um, no. Look at, the, look at the quarterbacks above him. You have questions. You have questions about about Justin Herbert if he can get it done, but he still produces. He has Keenan yes. Allen. He has Mike Williams. He has Eckler out of the backfield. He has all these fucking guys. Then you got then you got Tom Brady. Tom Brady is always gonna. He has everybody. There's everybody in their fucking mother. <laughs> you know what I mean? And then you got and then you got fucking who, who else is up there? Uh, you got Josh. Yeah, Josh Allen and Josh Mahomes. Allen has their mother. Mahomes, Mahomes. Yep. We don't know who's going to be the number one target. I took I took Juju because I'm like, ah, fuck it. That's a name that I know. 
Wow. Hot take by Tyler Allen. The whole AFC minus Tua is above Lamar in terms of talent. Wow. Here, we'll get to your question in a minute, Walter. I I don't know if I can agree with that. The guy is talented. I can't say the whole AFC minus Tua is better than Lamar in terms of like talent at the quarterback position. I mean, the guy won a fucking MVP, it, you know, and I get it. We, we talk about how he can't make the throws in the crunch time or what, you know, all that, but the guy is fucking talented. Let, let's not, no, let's not get it twisted here. Right. No, nobody's debating that. Nobody's yeah. debating that. He's talented. He has a very special run ability, but he cannot complete the passes when he needs to. Yeah. He is inaccurate. Mm-hmm. He does not make the smart decisions. He does not throw the ball away. He'll try to play hero ball. Mm-hmm. That's the reason why. Yeah, he may put up a lot of fucking numbers because he'll break off a 40-yard run, and if you're playing in certain leagues, in PPR leagues, over 40 yards is more points. We get that. But the problem is, is that he just doesn't fucking... He, he just doesn't have everything around him. You can only rely on your tight end for so long. This isn't the 1970s. This isn't a run first, you know, blocking tight end or, or just a tight end in general. You need, you need, you need wide receivers in this league. You need them. Yes, uh. you do. Um, I do want to address, I want to address Walter. He has a question. He says, number three overall pick. He already has Cooper Cup. He said, everyone else is there. Who are you picking? I'm going to say... Wait, who who else is there? He's saying who's everyone. The top, who's the top two that go off the board? You can't say everybody's there because... I know. There. So I'm going to say Jonathan Taylor and McCaffrey are probably gone, Walter. I'm taking Eckler at three. Yeah. To, to me, he's the number three um, running back. In, or you could do what, or you could do what happened to me. If fucking Jonathan Taylor falls to you, you take Jonathan yes. Taylor. Obviously, Walter. It goes like this: Taylor is one. If he is, if the two morons in front of you don't draft him, you draft him immediately. Um, the thing is, I don't want McCaffrey. I see you don't want McCaffrey, right? Which I don't want McCaffrey either because he's nope. If he's healthy, the guy is amazing. But can the guy stay on the fucking field? Is is the question? Um, nope. Walter, you need to go Eckler. I, Walter, we, need- we if you didn't listen to the beginning of the show, if you're just joining in late, running back is number one priority. I got Devontae Smith yeah. in the late rounds. I'm not saying that he's anything special or spectacular or on the level of a fucking Justin Jefferson or anybody like that. But I got just I got Devontae Smith and DeAndre Hopkins in the late rounds. Wide receivers will come. Wide receivers will be there. You're not worried about wide receivers. There's always those one to three fucking wide receivers that pop off every year. The running backs, you know. If you don't have a running back, you're fucked. Yeah. Because you're chasing the entire fucking league. Here's what I'll say, um, Walter. Whereas you can, like, if you did draft Jefferson, like a cup and Jefferson pairing is unbelievable. But then you're looking at, like, your starting running back is either, like, James Conner or Aaron Jones. That's who, like, you're picking or a Saquon, right? Which to me, 
I'd rather have Eckler and then you can, you know, get like a Mike Evans instead. You know, he's not going to put up Justin Jefferson numbers, but he's closer to that than You can get Godwin. I got Godwin in in, in the mid 5, 5 and below I think I got Godwin. Yeah, I'll, I'll look yeah. that up. Actually. The only thing Scotty is I've been burned by Derrick Henry a few times, so he's, like, dead to me. So I'm, like, the wrong guy to talk about Derrick Henry. I also think the Titans are going to have a major fall off this season, Scotty, and not not be good. Um, Here, Walter. Walter, just specifically, if you're playing in a league like this, my six to nine picks, six, Chris Godwin, seven, Adam Thielen, eight, DeAndre Hopkins, nine, Devontae Smith. They're going to be there. Like I said, Walter, if you don't, because if you, like, yeah, you have a stud, like Jefferson and Cup is awesome, but then, like, you're trotting out Aaron Jones and, like, Antonio Gibson. Like, that's not, there's nothing safe about trotting out Aaron Jones and Antonio Gibson every week. It's, you know, know, the guys that are going to be there, like, later, second round, third round, probably going to be falling off fucking snow. I don't know. You're going to get uh, Michael from the Jets. Got Errol here. You know, you're going to get the number to be evil. Oh, jeez. Here we go. Rook having major, major issues again with his microphone. Anyway, um, I do Again? think so. Say Eckler is now you're good. So say Eckler in the first. Who do you want in the second and third? Is Cup. So to me, Walter, it's you got to make like a board and go and like you just have a, a board and you rank all the players and then in the second round you're drafting the best available, like the best available. So if if for you, say it's between Aaron Jones and Keenan Allen, you know, to, to say. And then you, you have Aaron Jones higher than Keenan Allen, then I'm drafting Aaron Jones. I just – you go strictly by the board to, um, to do it. Um, see, in Scotty – I know what Scotty's talking about. You're paying for last season's production where, um, like, Eckler had a huge touchdown number, Right. I think he's not. He's going to regress with touchdowns, but he's still going to be productive because I feel that Chargers' offense is going to be extremely productive. Debo is not going to be as productive because he already said he doesn't want to do all the running back touches. That's where he got so much extra value was he got all those rushing attempts, and I don't think that's going to happen this year. So it's you know it's a good it's stress it's a little stressful. Um, a good time to draft tight end uh, according to. Some of the fantasy guys that I listen to, they say wait until the sixth sixth round is when you should start targeting a yeah, tight end. Don't listen. If you have a shot to get a fucking Travis Kelsey or Darren Waller or somebody of that nature, like those are the guys that you go and get if they're there. You know what I mean? If if you're looking on your on your your board or whatever you're doing on an app and you see that okay. My pick is is number fifty six, and Darren Waller is there at like at like sixty six. 
and you know that he's not going to come, you take him. Because you're not going to get that kind of value. He's a guy that catches fucking yeah. balls. You get yeah. those guys that, that you know are going to be are going to be good guys. You can get a Robert Tunyon in the last fucking round. Nobody's drafting him, and he was pretty good for three weeks with Aaron Rodgers until he got hurt. Yeah. The the thing, Tyler, is that um, like you said, Kyle Pitts too, right? Kyle Pitts no. is like ranked number. He's like the overall number forty ranked player, but he's getting drafted in like the middle of the third round. So that's like around pick thirty. So people are like drafting him a little too early. That's that's what it is is way too early. People are you got Marcus Mariota there. Way yeah. too early. So people are drafting like Kelsey, Mark Andrews, and Pitts too early. And that's that's the problem. Is that if you want a guy like that, you almost have to take them you know, earlier than what their draft position is, but then you're missing out on um, you know, running backs and other positions as well. So I'm saying if if like if like you get you you have an opportunity where where third round Travis Kelsey, Mark Andrews, and Darren Waller are there, and you have two running backs or a running back and a stud a stud running back and a stud wide receiver. Tight end is hard is hard to come by with production of of numbers, like in the past couple of years. Unless you have one of those guys, it's hard. There are the breakout guys, mm-hmm. but you go for that because you know that that the next round. Because if you're drafting, let's just say you you started off three and you're coming out the third round, you know that in six more spots, you're coming back. Something's coming back. You're not going to miss out on a lot. Some people, you have to also know who you're drafting against. Some people panic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I would say if Kelsey somehow makes it to the third round, he's he needs to be drafted. That's that's too late for him. Same with Mark yeah. Mark Andrews. If they've made it to the third round, then you need to take them. But um, like I said, in the first and second, like I had, a, I did a draft the other, like this past Sunday, we did a draft. He picked five. No, he picked six. A guy took Kelsey and then he took Andrews in the second round. Like same guy. Like, I, I don't know what the fuck you're doing. Drafting both of them. Like they're great, but like you're losing a lot of value by taking both of those guys. I just, yeah, there's a strategy there. You can put them on the flex. Yeah. You can play him in the flex, but you know, he took. He took Travis Kelsey over Jamar Chase. Oh well, that's stupid. Yeah, and the guy or the guy had Justin Jefferson already, and I was pissed because the guy that picked before him didn't pick Chase, and I'm like, oh my god, you're gonna let this guy get fucking Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase like he's gonna kill us? And he went Kelsey, and I was like, oh thank God. Then he picked Mark Andrews. I was like, what the fuck are you doing? I get it to the Absolutely. top two tight ends, but I wouldn't even go Mark like, Andrews. I would go if if I had that opportunity. I'm telling you right now, Waller. Kelsey Waller, that's yeah. number one, number two. Well, Waller's got they got some. He's got some concerns through camp. He hasn't been practicing too much, so yeah. Know. Wow, we really went in deep on the like. We haven't even gotten to my busts or anything yet. <laughs> so, um, the thing is, Walter, if you if you do that, like you said, you really hamstring the Walt Jefferson and Cup. You really hamstring yourself at the running back position and. A lot of the industry guys that I listened to said if you were to do that, then you need to just they say go zero RB and then you're you're drafting wide receivers, quarterbacks, and tight ends. You're not picking a running back until like the seventh or eighth round. Let me tell you, Walter. I did that last year. I had 
I have Justin Jefferson locked up. I took Cup early. I actually took. I took. I want to say I want to took Kelsey in the first, and then Mahomes in the second, which was it was a strategy. It paid out. I fucking won the league, but I had Cup and Jeff and Jefferson. I missed out on running backs, and I was chasing running back. I had I had uh, Sanders and Rojo. And luckily, Rojo was doing very well. But, you know, you sometimes you hit on those guys. Sometimes you don't. The thing about – so this is, you know, what they've, they're saying a lot about running back is a lot of guys get injured. So you don't yeah. want to – they say you take a top 10 guy and then you don't go for another guy till a while because a lot of guys get injured. And so there's always guys that pop up on the waiver wire. That's – you know, a lot of – people play fantasy football, they think the draft, and then that's it. And they set their lineups and they don't make any other moves. You got to work the waivers too because just like you said, Christian McCaffrey hurt, injured week four, and now you're, you're, you know, you're picking up his backup and getting points. So, yeah, you know. Let's just put it this way. Alexander Madison every year. Dalvin Cook's injured every year. Yep. So, Scotty Moses says he likes the running backs in rounds two through five like Lenny. Etn and Acres. Um, I don't. Know, I, little, I worry about Cam Acres. They say he's not. He's still not like a hundred percent healthy. No. So I'm. He's going to be splitting touches with Daryl Henderson, and then Etn. I like, but he just isn't. Uh, I don't think he's built for a lot of touches. What do you think, Roick? Um, I think he's more of a. Not bull. He's more of a gadget. So he's going to get the, if you're playing PPR, he's going to get the, the, the catches out of the backfield or the, the design long runs are off tackle. Yeah. So there's value there, but he's not going to be like a Derrick Henry or a Nick Chubb or, you know, those guys that are just going to yeah. pull you the fuck over. Yeah. I think he's, like you said, like that, they're going to get the ball in his hands in space. I think he's like a, a 15 touch a game max like guy. You, t- yeah. you have the, him touching the ball more than that. I think he becomes less effective. And I think James Robinson is still lingering around and going to, you know, get take some touches away from him. Fournette, on the other hand, I don't – what is – Gio Bernard is the – like the backup in Tampa, I think? I, Pretty yeah. sure. And so, to me, Fournette is getting all the touches. So yeah. – I swear I was thinking right. Jefferson, Allen, Cup to tight end like you're, Waller you're, and off to the running back pool. Yeah, no, you're you're fucked. You have to get a running back. One stud running back in the first round. You have to. It's it's if you have one, you're in better shape because you already have a guy like Cup there. Yeah. The running backs are gonna fly off the board and you're at three. Second round, you can get a stud wide receiver to pair with Cup. And then guess what? You have another pick and six picks. I just, I like Eckler a lot, Walter. The guy's been very productive. Not just, like last year was an unbelievable year, but he's been productive for like four or five seasons now. And the other guys that are on the roster are not like, taking the 
the goal line touches away from him or like really cutting into his workload because they're just not good enough. So I, I like him. Like I said, I think to me, Henry is just, I don't think the Titans are going to be good. So I don't think like the big thing with Travis, with Derek Henry, right? Brooke was that the Titans would be in the lead. And then in the third and fourth quarter, he would, just destroy you. And that's where he got a lot of points because that's when he's breaking off those big runs. And I don't see that. Do yeah. you see that happening with them this year? No, I don't. I really don't. Especially since, you know, whatever Traven Traylon Burks can't even fucking see the field. Mm-hmm. Oh, Traylon Burks. I'll, I don't even want to get into that guy. <laughs> so, yeah. all right. Uh, my, my bust real quick for a quarterback was going to be Kyler Murray. I think he's just – he'll be great for you for the first eight weeks of the season, and then the last half he'll fall off, and right when you need him for the fantasy playoffs, you'll be starting him, and he'll have a five-point game. So yep. that's that's my my bust. Uh, who do you got for our, your QB sleeper there, Roick? Fucking uh, – let me put it this way. It's going to be Jalen Hurts. He's like a top six guy. That doesn't count. Is he a top six guy? Yeah. I look, I'm looking at my sheet right now. They got him ranked number six. He's a number six QB. He was a top. He was uh, he was a top six. He finished six uh, last year. I know. He's your guy. I thought you were going to say Justin Fields is your sleeper. Oh, well, that too. There you go. I don't even have the fucking thing pulled up in front of me. because If I touch my phone... The whole thing goes kablooey. Okay. Yeah, that that's the reason why. Like every time that my fucking thing goes off, it oh, fucking dies. Oh, when on you me. sound okay, that's you touching your phone. Yeah, don't touch the phone, man. Um, no. But yeah, I'll say, I'll go. I think Fields can be good because he's of going to be. That's my guy. That's your guy. My guy, him and Darnell Mooney are gonna fucking light this motherfucker up. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah. It's his only target is Darnell Mooney. Shut the fuck up. They have you watch your mouth. Who else? We got fucking my guy. Monty. That's a running back. Who's I'm saying who's so? another target for Justin Fields to throw the ball? All back? they need. Did you not see fucking Mooney last year? Stud. I know. I was gonna say Stud. that, Jordan. Cole Komet. Uh, Komet is uh, he's a sleeper tight end for me this year in that Stud. He had a lot of he had like over a hundred targets, but he didn't Cole, catch any yeah. touch he had no touchdowns. I think <laughs> I don't think Justin Fields had any touchdowns either. I think he had like seven no, he threw like seven. He threw like I think it was seven or eight touchdowns he threw last year. Um Yes, you're right, Jordan. That's like he's at zero. There's no way he'll have zero again. I think he easily scores like, you know, four to six touchdowns, and then next thing you know, Cole Komet is now like a top 12 fantasy tight end because he's going to probably have, you know, 65 to 70 catches with 700 yards and now six touchdowns. So, Oh, Walter, my, my kids are great. Walter, they are back with their moms though. So that's, you know, sad, but we had a great summer and we're looking forward to Christmas. How about you? How's the little one? Uh, Ruick. She's good. She's a pain in the ass, but she's good. Yeah, just wait till they start crawling and all that shit. 
fucking they get into everything. Fucker. Yeah. So here I'm. Gonna, I got a shocker for you, Ruick. Uh my sleeper QB for this year is is Daniel Jones. You're but before we get to that, cut it. Move on. Cut it. Move on. Hold on. No, I will not. I will not not sit here and listen to this. Hold on. We have we a very special a very guest special that we guest must bring on to the show. On to the show is UConn Al. UConn Al. Hey, what's up? How you doing, man? How you doing, man? Uh, Good. How's your summer going, guys? Good. How are you, Val? I was going to talk about, you know, Daniel Jones, but I just wanted to ask a question. I'll take your comments off there. Um, are either of you guys into doing, like, threesomes with your significant other? Um, i just just curious, man. <laughs> I don't care my cookies. Uh, no, I'm not into doing threesomes with my sig- – well, we I have it, but I would love to bring a woman into the bedroom with us, uh, you caught out. All right, that's cool. I just wanted to know. I just – my curiosity was, you know, just up there. I think Babchick wanted to know. Your curiosity too, so bone. I figured, bone. Yeah, I, I figured it was a good time to ask, but I'm enjoying listening to you guys. Go ahead. Carry on. Thank you. Thanks, bud. Love, love when yeah. UConn Al calls. You never, you never know what you're gonna get when UConn Al calls into your show, right, Rook? Right. It's <laughs> it's usually something along the lines of, "Hey, you had a fish taco." <laughs> you brought up Babchick. I Lily actually met Babchick for the first time last Friday, Rook. Oh yeah, how was that? It was <laughs> it was a very interesting, interesting occasion at the Mets game. Uh Babchick tells me he's going to be tailgating all this. We get to the game, and it's the game's in the first inning, and Babchick messages me, where are you? I'm like, I'm at the seats. Where are you? He said, I'm, I'm driving up to the parking lot. I'm like, get the fuck out of here. Like, you're not even – to me, I thought he was lying. Then he tells me he's pulling into the parking lot. This, you, know what, you know what inning this guy showed up at, Ruick? Second. The fifth. Oh, my God. <laughs> the fifth fucking inning, him and Joey show up with their Yankees jerseys on. <laughs> Oh my God! He's what got the Giambi want? jersey with no shirt on, with it wide open. Of course. He, he walks, sits down with Jay Fan. I'm like, hey, I'm behind you. He looks. He's like, oh, hey. It was Max Scherzer bobblehead night, and since he got there so late, they missed it. Some he got some guy to steal one for Joey. He's like, hey, take that guy. He's over there. He's like pointing. He gets a guy to steal one for Joey. Then he got some guy to buy Joey a helmet ice cream. And then he he was eating a bucket of chicken from uh, Lisa and Debbie. That yeah. I don't know when they got that. Like he, uh, probably in the first inning. Yes, but we went we met up with them at like the we started sitting with them in like the seventh inning. So I met Lisa and Debbie for the first time too. Lovely, great, I love yes, them. Love, lovely women. Um, and yeah, we had we had a great time. But it was funny, bat. You know, he's a he's a fraud, Roy. He's really a fucking fraud, man. Why? The guy goes to Yankees games on time but leaves in the second inning. The Mets game, he shows up late, but stay, he stood the whole game. And then the game? Yeah. And then he's dancing when Diaz comes out. He's doing the dance to the music. He's into it. He's clapping. Like, what a fraud, right? Do you know where he was before that? I think he told me he was golfing. He was golfing with Larry Longball. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure he had. That should had, explain why. I'm sure he had had a few. So. You think? Oh, I know. 
Okay. So, yes. Yes, Scotty. An old Giambi jersey, but it was I want I want to say it's it was like the hitting jersey cuz it was blue. It yeah, wasn't it was like the BP jersey. Yeah, the batting practice, like the blue the blue jersey. <laughs> it's the one that you get at Kmart when Kmart closed down. It was probably on the fucking shelf for like $2 yes. and they got it. Yeah. What I was surprised is that Joey was in a DJ LeMahieu jersey. So I know that that's new. So a jersey or a jersey? No, it was a jersey. Who bought it wasn't a that? t-shirt. It was like a legit. It was a jersey. I wonder who bought him that because you I, know that he ain't fucking reaching in his pocket for shit. No, I know that, but I'm still. I was still surprised that he had it. You know, so. But it was nice. Met met Joey. We had a good time. So, um, this you know, UConn out brings the show off the rails. Of course. Of course. Uh, um, let's get back to um. Do you want to keep doing some fantasy? Or you want to get into the predictions? Let's go right into predictions. Let, let's. Pre- Okay, let's get into the prediction. So we're gonna what we're gonna do is we're just gonna name all. We're not gonna do records. We're just gonna say the seven teams we think are gonna make the playoffs. All right. So I'll let you go first with the AFC. Who you got? What seven teams are making the playoffs? Well, Sarge, let me pull up my notes here. Uh, we okay. have, yeah, of course, we have winning the AFC East, winning C. Oh, you, there you go. Touching your phone again, Rude. Ah, fucking up. cocksucker. Are we good? There, now I'm good. You're right. good. That's what happens when I touch my phone. I told you. It's fucked up. The Bills. Yep. We have the mm-hmm. Bengals. We have the Indianapolis Colts. Mm-hmm. Then we're going to have winning the division in the AFC West, the Los Angeles Chargers. All right. I got all four of those, so keep going. Okay, our wild card is going to be the Miami Dolphins. Ooh, okay. Second wild card, the Baltimore Ravens. Hmm, okay. And who is the third and final wild card? The Denver Broncos. Wow. Wow. <laughs> I have six of the seven. Big omission on your list there. Big two omissions. Well, what, really one. Two. Well, I know I have the Chiefs. That is the other team I have. I have I the Dolphins uh, out, and I, I have the Chiefs. I could make an argument for the Raiders. Yes, I struggled with. For me, the Broncos and the Raiders were my last two that I struggled. And I pay, I went with the Broncos. I think the Raiders are going to win ten games and miss the playoffs. Was that your two, the Raiders and the Chiefs? Yeah, I mean that that I could have flip flopped any any one of them. In like, I just have that feeling. Mm-hmm. Patriots aren't making it. I think that they're an absolute fucking train wreck. The Pittsburgh Steelers are are rebuilding. The Cleveland Browns are a clown show. And the you know. AFC South is also a fucking clown show. The yes. Tennessee Titans could make it, but I don't see it. They've lost a lot. Uh, Houston sucks, and Jacksonville's rebuilding. Yes. I could make an argument for the Chiefs or the the Raiders. I could even make an argument for possibly Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. But uh, that's all. 
The jet and the Jets are the Jets. I don't even want to. Yeah, we like don't need to get into up, the Jets. It's like, it's like um, beating up on a you know smaller kid. So the the big thing is like for you said the Dolphins, right? So I want to know what what is it about the Dolphins that you think they're going to take that next step with a new head coach and and make it to the playoffs? They have to. They have to. Like this, the, the, that's just the reason why. They have to. They're fighting for a fucking for everything. I don't think that this head coach is, it will last. You know, he's young, he's cool, whatever. He's got that fucking you know lingo, whatever. You know, I miss Yeezy Day, all that fucking bullshit. But Tua has to do it. He has to do it because that team could be ready made to for someone else to step in and you know go to the playoffs. And yes, Scotty, real quick about CD. If CD is anywhere after like mid second round, I'm drafting him. He's he's gonna have an outstanding season. Um, so you're saying they have to? Is if his if the schemes by the coach are all correct, but he can't get Tua to take that next step, is the coach gone, or do you think they get rid of Tua and bring in a new QB? No, they'll bring in a new QB. Okay, so you like, think they're just an absolute fucking train wreck? Everybody goes. I don't give a shit. Everybody goes. Yes, but if, um, but like I said, if if the schemes are good, but two is just executing poorly, then I think you have to get rid of. You got to get rid of him, right? Yeah, he's got to go. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. Oh, oh, Jordan, Tua Bruick is the opposite. <laughs> Mike fucking Ruick hates fucking Tua. <laughs> I hate Tua. Like, Tua has proved nothing to me. Nothing. He hasn't had one game where I'm like, that's something. He hasn't. And I'm not even looking at the chat. I can't respond right now because if I touch my phone again, it'll fucking blow okay. up. Yeah. No, just uh, Jordan Clone, we thank you for tuning in. Please hit the follow button if you enjoy the show we appreciate it so you can come hang out with us again he just uh he just he just said you're basically a tua believer huh and i said i know you he's a new listener jordan uh ruick has no been... i the complete opposite yeah he had one good half of a fucking championship game in college that's what he built his his career off of and he hasn't lived up to it since yes he does not like no uh, tua at all um and that is the reason why i do not have the dolphins making the playoffs so is that um i just don't think tua will be able to do it even with all the weapons that they have he'll find a way i think to lose games yep let me not lose maybe it's not his fault they'll just find a way not to to win i guess it's more like it so yeah, well, do they have a running back yet? They they have two in Raheem Mostert and Chase Edmonds, but the thing is, Mostert, I mean, that guy is, you know, he's more fragile than like a yeah. bag of potato chips, you know. Yeah. The guy falls one way and he fucking, you know, he's broken. So it's it's a disaster with him. The, the positive is that, 
if he is healthy, he is a good running back, and he already knows the system because it's the four, you know the 49ers offensive coordinator, so he knows the system. So it's nothing. It's just, um, yeah, Edmonds could be good value in a PPR league, though. So he Chase Edmonds is good if he is the second running back, like he's the third down guy and the change of pace. Chase Edmonds is asked to be the number one guy, and you're in fucking trouble. Which, yep. for whatever reason, the Dolphins seem to just ignore the running back position. Yep. Yeah. And offensive line, too. Well, you know, they made a move. They, they got that guy from the Saints. So, um, what I want to know is, you left the Chiefs out of the playoffs. Why did you leave the Chiefs out of the playoffs? Yeah, I don't know. I just think I, I just think they they lost a lot. They replaced one guy with three. You know, they, yes. they traded away Tyreek Hill. They brought in three wide receivers. Yeah, I don't know. I just I, I don't know. I don't know. I just had that feeling. Okay. I think it opens. I think it potentially opens up things for them a little bit in that. Maybe. Um, if you remember, for the last like two seasons, um, because of Tyreek Hill, all defenses have been playing that super cover two deep zone against them because they didn't want to get burned going deep. Now, maybe you see a little less of that, and maybe he hits a big play or two now because even though I mean. I think he still has guys that can get deep, like McCole Hardman and maybe this kid Sky Moore. So maybe he's able to do some more of that instead of having to, like, you know, twelve play drive it all the time. So we'll, you know, we'll see what happens. I I think they make the playoffs. Um, I went with the Broncos over the Raiders. I think I just think they beat up on each other that one of those teams doesn't make it. If if the Raiders were in the AFC East, they'd easily be in the playoffs. Yeah. You know, it, it's, it's just, or the AFC South, they'd easily be in the playoffs, but being in the West with how good those teams are, you know, it's just, it's just too much to overcome, especially if you go like two and four in the division. So yes, you are right. UConn out of the West is the best. Um, is there a scenario where all these teams make it? I think, I think there is Jordan, but it's tough because they're going to beat up on each other. Like I said, you can have, the only way that happens is if the Dolphins aren't very good. So you just have one team from the East, because I think we all think the Patriots are just going to be a 500 football team, right? So you get the Bills in the East. In the South, you have the Colts, and you and if we think the Titans are going to regress like most people do, then you only have one team in the South and the East make it. And then in the North, with you have the Bengals and the Ravens are the two teams. So it's going to be tough. I think those two teams make the playoffs, and that so then how does how do you get all four teams from the West in if both those teams make the playoffs? So that's really the the hard thing is finding a way where those teams beat up on each other, but then another team in another division doesn't win 10 or 11 games that doesn't win it. So I'd like to hear your thoughts, Jordan, if you think all of those, all of those teams can make it from the West 
into place. What do you think, Brooke? Do you think all four teams can make it? They could. I don't see a problem with that. But, you know, it comes down to – it really comes down to strength of schedule for me because, I, I, like we said, we don't really break down schedules here. That's a win. That's a loss. Split them. But, you know, I could see it. There is a there is a way that I could see it, but will it happen? It's very rare that that ever does happen. Yeah. So I I wouldn't count on it. To me, I think I think the Ravens like Lamar would have to get injured because I think they can win ten games pretty easy. Lamar has shown it that in the regular season, when healthy, he the guy wins football games. You know, and the playoffs is a different story, but in in the regular season, he can win games. Do I think, like Jordan said, do the Bengals regress a little? I I think so, but I still think they win ten games. You know that that's how good Joe Burrow and that offense is. Is that you'll still win ten football games. The main the main pieces for that team didn't didn't leave, and that's where I think you have the problem is with the Ravens and the Bengals. Those two teams should be fairly good. You know, where I think, you know, the East and the South, you're going to get those one, the one team each from those divisions. So, but we'll see. I mean, the AFC is definitely more exciting and interesting than the NFC, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. 1,000%. With that, we'll go to the NFC. Who do you got making the playoffs, Roy? I got the Dallas Cowboys winning the NFC East. Wow. The Green Bay Packers winning the NFC North. No surprise there. I got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers winning the NFC South, even with all their fucking problems. And I got the San Francisco 49ers winning the NFC West. Mm. Then my playoff teams, my wildcard teams, are the Philadelphia Eagles. That's number one. Uh, Of course. The Los Angeles. All right. And the Rams, yes. The who? The Saints? The Saints. Okay. So we were very close again here, Ruick. I had six of the seven. Well, that's not fun. I know. Well, I mean, it's the East. The NFC is pretty easy. <laughs> My only difference is I picked the Cardinals over the 49ers to make the playoffs. So why? Why? We had this discussion. Why? I think the Cardinals are still a good football team, and I think they all you need to win is nine football games in the NFC to make the playoffs. And you I think, think you they're going to win nine? Yeah. Zach Gertz is another year older. They don't have D-Hop for another fucking for, – for six games. They got Hollywood, baby. Hollywood. Give me a fucking break. What the fuck has he done besides week one? He had a good he actually had a good year last year, eleven hundred yards. Ah bullshit. <laughs> I just think I think that they can make they only had to win nine football games. I the Trey Lance experiment I think is not gonna go as well as the Niners think it is. And the thing is is and we haven't talked about this, is they restructured Jimmy's contract, he's gonna stay with them. But do they do you make the move to Jimmy G halfway through the season? If and Trey I, is horrible, yeah. 
Do you, but do you think they will? Why not? They restructured them for a reason. Nobody wants them. Well, not for the asking price that they want. So exactly, I'm to, I'm to keep them. Price. Yep. So I just don't believe in Trey Lance yet. I need to see it. You know, yeah. four weeks. I'll change if if after week four, I'll change my mind. You know. Oh, a long ways away, my man. Yeah, I know. We had five, that's a, like um, over a month away. I'll be excited, you know, but we'll be well into the football season. And I'll be very, very excited. So, who do you got in the Super Bowl, Rook? Super early Super Bowl prediction that we know will not be right and mine won't be either. I got the Buffalo. No, not Buffalo Bills. Not going Buffalo Bills. I'm not going to drink for that season. Not gonna do it. Not gonna do it. Not this time. I got. See, this is hard. You know, this this is gonna be hard. I'm gonna go. The Indianapolis Colts. Matt Ryan's been there. They have that same offensive line. They need to make one, maybe two trades to really bolster that wide receiver and and shore up that defense a little bit more. But I think that they could do it. I think they could do it. Matt Ryan is is still there, and I don't think that he'll be running for his life this year like he was in Atlanta. He won't be. <laughs> so I got the Indianapolis Colts and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Oh God, don't do this to me, Rook. <laughs> It'll be 28-3 all over again. Oh, God. Exactly my thought process. But it's oh, going to be the opposite way this time. Oh, you think they go down and Ryan brings them back? Oh. Booyah! I don't know. I just don't see Tom Brady ever, like, being up that big and losing a football game. That's just... But it's not about Tom Brady. It's about everybody else that's around him. Yeah. Listen, Col- this definitely is Colts never going to happen. Colts and the Bucks. All right. That's never going to happen, but I just want to see it that way. I want it. Okay. I want it that way. I just want it to be the reverse of redemption. What redemption for Matty. And it doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to be twenty-eight-three. But it's got to be something along that line. Mm-hmm. And then, okay. and then you, they both retire, and we're all good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. I guess we'll see. Um, I'm going Bills and the Rams. Really going out on a ledge here. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, I think the Bills are built to – You're still going. With, still what? Going with the Rams? Yeah, I just – I mean, who got better in the – who got better in the NFC this year? The Eagles did. The Eagles were a team I was – actually considering to make it to the Super Bowl because they have vastly improved, but I need to see Jalen Hurts a little, you know, some improvement. I don't need to see a major improvement, but I need to see, you know, a little bit of an improvement from him. And I would say the Eagles might be the favorite in the NFC because what, like I said, what other teams in the NFC did anything? Hold the fucking phone. Hold on. Let me, let me get right. the connection good for this one. Okay. 
ready to I'm you know trying to get you fired up, man. You think that the Eagles are the best team in the NFC? I think that they That's have the, East, ma- the whole entire NFC as a whole better than the Packers. As a, I think the Packers are gonna really regret letting Devonte Adams go. What it, and what moves did they make to make the team better? What moves did they have to make to make them better? You had Devonte and you lost them. Yeah, now you. My brother calling me. I'll answer him. I'll talk to him later. I'm just saying, <laughs> right? The Eagles, right? You guys needed a receiver. You went out. You got AJ Brown. You drafted this kid, uh, what Davis? I want to. I can't. I always forget his name. The, the kid Davis. from Georgia. I want to say his name. Nicole Davis. Dean. Jordy, yeah. Jordan Davis and Nicobe Dean. Yes. Jordan Davis, who we were making jokes about, but he's chasing down fucking New York Jets fucking Zach Wilson and causing injuries. Like, so the guy's a stud. You went out and you got a safety. You somehow were able to get rid of someone to get take on J.J. Arcego-Whiteside and Jalen Rager. Arcega. Right? They, yes. The, the Eagles have made improvements in every aspect of their football team. So, yeah, you know what else they did that? What? 2000, 2010, Dream Team. That, I'm, not okay. fall, I'm not falling for this fucking shit again. I'm not falling for it. I'm not falling for it again. I'm not doing it. Well, like I said, they didn't. That was they made one splash move with AJ Brown. The rest of the moves that you guys made were just good moves. They weren't, you know, like oh, we drafted all these all star guys. So, I. Listen, I think the Eagles really because Johnson Gardner is not a fucking splash move. I just think he's a good player. Same with uh, what was the corner you guys got from uh, Bradbury? Bradbury, right? So, listen, they've made you guys have made improvements. So I think the Eagles probably have the best team. Where the Cowboys, right? You've lost. They lost Amari Cooper. They don't have anyone other than CD Lamb to catch the football right now. You lost Tyron Smith. Like, what are, you, what are they going to do, right? Packers, like I said, didn't make any moves to get any better. The Rams have a, had a slight drop-off, but they replaced it with similar guys. So they're basically the same team. 49ers are now trying it with, um, what's it called? Uh, with Trey Lance, an unproven commodity. Uh, even though I said the Cardinals will make the playoffs, I don't believe in Kyler Murray to get them to the fucking Super Bowl. Um the Tampa Bay Bucks. There is no offensive line, so anybody with a lick of a pass rush is going to get to Brady, and they're going to lose in the playoffs. Who else is Who else is there in the NFC? I still Did I miss anybody? I, but you're missing the whole entire point. I'm not putting the Eagles over anywhere near sniffing the NFC championship. I don't see them anywhere near it. And I'm a fan of that fucking team. I don't see them coming anywhere near it. I'm telling you right now, if it happens, if it happens again this year, and the Bucks play the fucking Eagles in the wild card round, we're losing to the Bucks again. I don't think so. I'm telling you, why we're losing why would to you the Bucks? Lose to the Bucks. Why? You have defensive linemen that can get to the quarterback. So now Brady's under pressure. Their defense, the they lost players on the defense while 
you have some better guys. If like I said, if Hertz has an improvement, I'm not saying he needs to have that Josh Allen leap, but he just has an improvement in his hitting guys at a 65% completion percentage. You guys are in. But that's where it comes down to is he's not. I just don't. don't I just don't feel like that's going to happen. I just feel like he's going to skate by. I feel like he's going to skate by and be in that fucking middle to better quarterback tier in the entire NFL. I don't think he's going to do anything out of the realm of spectacular. He's going to be nothing better than, yeah, he's good. So you think with middle that the rest of the team around is good enough to win with him as being a if I can keep quarterback, if I can keep their offense off with my defense, and if I could pick the ball, listen, uh, my favorite cornerback of all time, and it's not just because he was an eagle, it was it was Asante Samuels. Asante Samuels, his whole thing was, I don't give a shit about deflected passes. I want to intercept the ball. Yeah. If I could get that ball and I can give it back to my offense, that's what I'm getting paid for. I don't get paid to knock balls down. Yep. I have a guy in Darius Slay. I have a guy in James Bradbury. I have now a guy in uh, Gardner Johnson, whatever the fuck his name is, CJ, CGJ, whatever the fuck his name is. <laughs> Serious, but, the, you know, the Kobe Dean. I got I got Brandon Graham back. I got ball hawkers. I need the ball. Yeah. If I can take their biggest, off, their biggest weapon and it's their offense off, yeah, we're going to win football games. Mm-hmm. If I can get to that fucking quarterback and I can break his fucking his leg, we're going to win football games. I don't have to have Jalen Hurts throwing the ball 40 to 50 times a game. I got a running back. I got fucking outs. I got We got everything that we need. But the, but the point is, is that I feel like fucking Jalen Hurts is going to be in that middle tier where it's like, it's like we have, still have all these questions. The team is great, but the quarterback is still the question. I fear that for the Eagles is that we're going to fall into that Giants fucking category of what do we do? The other thing is, is that he's still young, and you can get rid of him and get somebody else. Um, so was Daniel Jones. We want to get rid of. We want to thank Scotty Moses. The thing is, I, I think the Giants would have moved on from Daniel Jones a long time ago if they thought they had a team that was good enough to get a different quarterback in there to make a difference. I, like, unless you're bringing in Patrick they Mahomes, they I don't could've. think that's the that's. Oh, the you mean with you're talking about with a draft? Well, that was after one season. But the fucking the the Cardinals gave up on fucking Josh Rosen and took and took a quarterback the next year. That was off of an uh they had a new coordinator. And so could, did the Giants. Could, yes, could Dable have said, "Hey, I don't want Daniel Jones this draft. Can he pick it? A hundred percent." I'm not but, even talking about this year. I'm talking about when they drafted him. Pat no, Shimmer no. was there, and then they got turned over to Joe Judge. Yeah, we well, still had the same GM, who's a fucking mor- who's a moron, Gettleman. Right. So, you know, plus Joe Judge is a moron, too. So, I mean, you know, Giants are poorly run. The Giants. You can say that again. They are. They, like, Giants fans are so lucky that they won those two titles with Eli Manning. Because since they've won that second title, they are run about as well as the New York Jets have been run for the past 10 seasons. Well, they've been they, worse. Probably. Worse. But I don't, I don't want to go that far. I, I do. They, you know, they have the same record as the Jets in the past 10 seasons. The thing is, is that, or I think it's like 12 seasons now, right? Because when, when was the last Super Bowl for the Giants? Was it 10? I, I think it was 10. 
Okay, so 10 years ago. But they're still living off of that. that that's starting to go further and further into the rear view, and you're the New York Jets. That That's what they Look are. the Dallas Cowboys. 25, 30 years. Yes, true. The Cowboys, I would say, are better than the Jets. And I don't give a shit. Who the fuck so. is in here that's a Dallas Cowboys fan? You're fucking you, – you just admit it. You're hanging on to fucking laurels and fucking war stories. Back in my day, who gives a shit? It's 20 fucking – it's almost 30 years ago. The Giants, too. It's 10 years. 10. Yeah. So. We'll see, you know. Um, we'll see. I'm, I'm excited. Think about this. You know, this time next week, Ruick, we'll be on the eve of the kickoff of the NFL season. We will be previewing week one football games. I can't wait. Me neither. It's going right, to be amazing. Now, here comes the fun part. How are you going to watch it? Which game? Thursday night. I have we have Amazon, so I can watch it on Amazon Prime. Have you watched a preseason game on Amazon yet? I want to say I did. Uh, didn't they have games on Amazon like two years ago, like Thursday night games? No, they had the the, the London games. They've had something on Amazon before, the London though, right? The London. Yeah, I think I think I've thrown it on before. Yeah, it's the nine o'clock London games. Yeah. Why? What? What was it? Why? What was about it with the preseason? Was it bad? Oh my god, it was horrible. It was well, horrible. Like I don't know if you've watched baseball games on Amazon Prime or whatever the the fucking one Apple TV, but the streaming is fucking horrible. I hope that they figure it out because, like, let's put it this way: the 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 audio would be ahead of the video, and there was nothing that you could do to fucking fix it. Oh, okay. Like in baseball, you'd hear the pop of the fucking catcher's mitt, and the pitcher hasn't even thrown the ball yet. Oh, that's bad. So it's almost yeah. like better to watch the game on mute. Yeah. Yeah. I'm concerned. My concern is that um, because they haven't tested it yet. Well, you know, preseason, I don't really count. Is oh, Al has it, breaking bad trick. News. I know. Go ahead, Al. While he's breaking that, I um, can the Amazon servers – Withstand having 30 million view, you know, 30 million people streaming the same thing and they don't I, crash. I think so because they do Black Friday or Cyber Monday. Yeah, but what's you mean? Oh, but that's diff. That's you're talking about that's on the site. That's not like streaming something. That's way more data than people yeah. going on a website. I think they'll be all right. I hope so. I think if that asshole right. sending fucking rockets into fucking space, I think he could fucking put enough servers to handle the fucking traffic that you knew that you're st- you're spending a billion dollars a year on a product. I hope so, because I think eventually you're not getting this, paid for it. You're paying for it. Well, this is this is the test run for them to eventually probably take Sunday Ticket away from Directv, right? I never had Directv. I was. I, I don't. Oh, I, I don't want to do that because I can't fucking stand that. I hated the fact that they had that. I really do because nobody, and I mean nobody, is going to be doing that anymore. You have Red Zone. You're not going to have the, the specific game package. Come on, stop it now. I would do. 
like I did it when I was living in Washington and Colorado and Florida because how else was I going to watch the Jet game? So I, I did it. I paid the $400 because I want to watch my team's football game. The rest of the games, I just watched Red Zone. But, like, right, you watch the Eagle game every Sunday, right? No. Oh, you don't? No. I watch oh. Red Zone. Oh. If it's I, week one, if it's week one, like, this is different circumstances. Week one, I have two TVs outside. I have one for the main game and one for Red Zone. Mm-hmm. So, in the past couple of years, the Jets were the main three teams around here. The Jets, the Giants, and the Eagles have have all been on different time slots. The last couple of years, like the Jets will be on at one o'clock, the Eagles will be on at four, the Giants will be on, you know, Monday or Sunday night, something like that, or Thursday night, whatever the case may be. You know what I mean? So we have that option. I don't watch every Eagles game unless it's on TV. I'm not gonna go fucking sitting out searching for the fucking game. I'll I'll see the highlights on Twitter. I mean, give me a fucking break. I guess for me it was like, and they bang you over the head anyway. Well, it was four hundred bucks, right? Four hundred dollars. But you got the red zone also, right? So you pay the four hundred dollars. I I figured if I actually went to like a Buffalo Wild Wings, I'm spending more. I, that's how it was like. I'm gonna spend more than that every time I go to Buffalo Wild Wings, like over the course of the season, to watch the Jets. So you know, I just I did it. Now I'm here. And I can't. I still can't watch the fucking Jets because I'm in fucking Philly, Philly fucking country. You know, watch a better team. I'm in Eagles country. You come over whenever you want. Watch the Eagles. Go Birds. All right. They're mainly, um, on, but that, that's the thing. They're mainly on our our channels because if the Giants aren't on, um, on the one o'clock and the Eagles are, the Eagles would be playing. Yeah, well, they don't do that here. I looked. They like. If the Eagles aren't on, it's not like, oh, we're going to put the Jets and Giants on. They put on, like, the national game. So, like, I get the fuck – I'll get the Cowboys because, you know, the Cowboys are on every every fucking week. Yeah. Cowboy. I'm fucking tired of Cowboys. No shit. Um, tired of them 25 years ago. Yes. I need to get going, Rui, because I got this draft in 15 yep. minutes. Um, Another outstanding show. We want to thank all the new listeners that we had. Thanks for hanging out with us. Make sure you – Follow me and Ruick so that you can know when we go live. It's usually Wednesdays at 7 Eastern time. We start a little early today because I had to do my uh, I have to do my draft at 8. So just in case we – so I didn't want to do like a 45-minute show. So we also want to thank UConn Al for calling in. Love when UConn Al calls in. Um, any last thoughts, Ruick, before we uh, sign off? No, the Mets need to keep winning, and they need to win this series against the fucking Dodgers. That's all. Yes, we do. Hopefully, uh, Diaz comes in the game tonight because Timmy Trumpets stayed around an extra night to play him into the game. Who's so, pitching tonight? Degrom. I, I don't know, and I, I think Kershaw's pitching for <laughs> for the Dodgers. No, that's so. Thursday. That's Thursday. Okay, I don't know who's pitching tonight. Better be Degrom. By the way, that play it was unbelievable when he came into the game on Friday night. The place went fucking. Yeah, and I didn't get insane. the fucking. I didn't get to fucking see that on fucking old timers day. Let me tell you something before you leave. They fucked up old timers day. They should have pushed Scherzer up to fucking pitch old timers day, and it's gonna be the fucking biggest sellout crowd that they have besides the playoffs. They didn't bring in Scherzer to pitch. They had Cook, uh, what Peterson on the fucking mound, and then they they bring in Olivino on the ninth. 
Bring in fucking Diaz. He hasn't pitched in a week. Let him fucking pitch. He had pitched the night before. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> it's old-timers day. It's old-timers day. That place was fucking sold out. Yep. You couldn't sit anywhere. Yeah. That's good. They had a nice crowd the night we went to. It's like four, like uh, maybe like five thousand less than a sellout. So no, good. this place was sold the fuck out. Nice. Yeah, it's good. Mets, Mets should be selling out. We're in a, we're a good that, team. In a but that's my po- that's my point. You put your best on the mound when it's fucking old timers day. All right, we'll let them know. Um, make sure everyone tunes in next week, Wednesday, seven o'clock Eastern, right here on Spotify Live. You can check us out. On all your podcast providers, if you missed the show, um, also you can check us out on the Epic Strategies Network Wednesdays at ten o'clock at night and Saturdays twelve in the afternoon. Uh, tune in this Thursday right here on Spotify Live at nine o'clock for Between the Ropes with me and the anonymous GM. My brother's calling me again. He's probably frantic about this draft. Um, Friday, make sure you check out that flannel show eight to ten with our guy Boston Eric W I T R. On TuneIn Radio. Saturdays, you got the Toilet Bowl Club with our buddy JP over on the Podbean, 7 to 9 in the morning, hanging out with all of his international friends. And then Tuesdays, we got uh, it's the TWT show with Leo and Central PA Foul. I want to say they're on Podbean at 6 Eastern time. So, and I think that is all the shows we have because Tropes and Dopes is still not on yet. So, um, and we want to thank everybody for that join our fantasy football league. We appreciate you guys doing that. We'll make sure to send the invite out to everybody next year. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> All right. Anything else, Ruick? Nope. Nope. All right. So for Mike fucking Ruick, I'm Drill Soren Z, and this is the Wednesday night tailgate where the tailgate party never ends. We'll see you guys next week. Everybody have a great week. Peace. Peace. <laughs>